program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. All righty, you listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. Uh, I hope that uh, all of you can hear me uh, just fine. I'm, I appear to have a little static in my microphone and in my headphones, but uh, prime time assures me that it's just uh, my problem, <laughs> not your problem. Uh, my problem is that, uh, man... Can somebody tell me what the hell is going on in college football and these agents? That, that's my problem I'm having right now. I, I, I just have a major problem with uh, a system. There, there's a business model in place uh, that is broken, and, and nobody wants to address it and tweak it and fix it. You know, there are many things in this world uh, that, that, that are based upon business models, and they change. You know, most people will tell you that uh, technology has required their business to make some changes in the way that they do business or, or they won't survive. You know, media has changed. I am now speaking to you out of a studio here in Arizona and you can hear me all over the world. So there's been changes in technology. There's been changes in everything in life. Why is it that colleges and universities continue to use the same prehistoric method and model of doing business with student athletes. Things have changed. It's time for you to step up and make a change. Agents, anybody who is a agent who is out there and that is for some reason or another pursuing a young man or a young woman who is a student-athlete in an attempt to be their representative once they become a professional should get a lifetime ban from participating. That just should not be the case. Now, if you, if, if you want to make it illegal, and which it is illegal, if you want to tweak it a little bit, take a look at it. Listen, if these agents want to give these gifts and if they want to somehow or another entice these student-athletes with money, why don't you just change the system and say, okay, here's what you can do. If you want to foot the bill for their education, then you can pay for the student-athletes' education. Give the money to the university. Tell the university that you want to pay for that student-athletes' you know, education. Now, you don't own them, but you have a contract with them. Just like an athlete has a contract with his agent, if you want to enter into that kind of contractual agreement, open it up across the board, then any agent that wants to give a student athlete some money, go ahead. 
take the cost, the burden of paying for that student athlete's education away from the university and you foot the bill. I, I just threw that out there because I'm just throwing anything out there. But, but they have to find something to stop the madness because those people that are supposedly, you know, agents of integrity, they, they have no integrity. They don't care. They're just out there trying to get a buck that, you know, the, the kids today, it's just too much out there that they, they have. There's too many luxuries out there that exist that some of these kids don't have and, and they want them. And, and there's, there's nothing wrong with them wanting them. They could even be made available to them. And, and they have earned the rights based upon what they've done in the classroom and on the field to, to have them. They've even, you know, somehow or another, they've, they, they've been a, a participant in generating enough revenue to make it affordable for them. But we're not, we're not giving them the things that they want. They're only taking this money because they want things. They want stuff. And, and hey, they deserve things. They deserve stuff. Welcome back to the uh, University of Georgia, the wide receiver. The young man came back last week, had a, had a good game, very good game. Sold his jersey for $1,000. And I think he sold his jersey, if I'm not mistaken. This is old news. I think he sold his jersey on eBay or something like that to the highest bidder. I mean, isn't this America? Can't we sell anything and everything to the highest bidder with except, you know, our youngest or our oldest, anybody or anything that's human, we can't sell those. That's not allowed. But materials, a jersey, I can't even tell you. I think I got maybe two jerseys. And not that anybody would want them. But, uh, okay, if they had some value, if I could have sold them at that time, I don't think anybody should have been, you know, sanctioning me and the university and suspending me if I sold my jersey. I'm going to go on record right now. I sold some I sold some shoes back in the day. All right? Come get me. Come get me, but I know I sold some turf shoes. I could tell you it's a whole lot of people that was in Steve Hall that sold some turf shoes. Now, okay, did I put Ohio State on blast? No. Ohio State didn't sell the turf shoes. They were my shoes and I sold them. I I probably sold them for fifteen or twenty dollars, twenty five dollars. There was kids in the dorm who liked the turf shoes. The players wore them. They were nice white pumas with red stripes on the side and a, and a velcro strap you pulled across, you know. And there were some nice mesh Nikes that we had back in the day. You know, I needed a couple extra bucks, or maybe I wanted a couple extra bucks, and somebody wanted my turf shoes. I sold them. Wow. Okay, there goes the university. But there, there's some things out there of which haven't been said before uh, that people know exist. They know they happen. And what, so you're only guilty if you get caught. Okay, well, I, I just told on myself. I, I sold some turf shoes from back in the day. And I'm only saying that because, come on, come on, give the kids a break. But agents, leave them alone. Stop, you know, you're predators. You're preying on these young men, on these young women. Stop doing it. It should be a lifetime ban on any agent that's caught. All, all the kid has to do is go, just go tell on them. And, and guess what? The kid shouldn't get in trouble if he tells. Even if he took the money, that's okay. Don't let the kid get in trouble. He took the money, now he's going to tell. So what? Agents, stop it. It's not good. Think about if it was your son or your daughter, would you want to put their life in jeopardy? No. Well, then don't do it to these kids that are out there. 
Monday Night Football. Did you watch? Hell yeah, you watched. <laughs> a lot of people watched. And for a while, I wasn't sure if I was watching pro football. I wasn't sure if I was watching the Minnesota Vikings. Now, I, I believe I got somebody on the line, but I, I, I don't have a display here. My instant messaging is down on my screen, but I think I got a caller on the line. Is there a caller there with me? There is a caller here with you. Okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I got a caller with me. Primetime going to hook me up on the screen here, but for some reason or another, um, you know, I don't have it in front of me. Is this Kim? This is your favorite female caller, Kim? This is Kim. Yes, it is, Kim. <laughs> How are you today? I'm good. Okay. Well, I'm sorry. I was just on a rampage because I, 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 I didn't. I know. But and, and, let me, and before you get to the football, let me concur with you. They should be banned. The agents should be banned. A lifetime you know ban. What? But the agents, the agents that do that and that are allowed on those campuses, and Ray, if you remember back to your glory days when you were being recruited, the, the only reason you, those agents got to you was because there was a coach, an assistant coach, or somebody who knew you that got to you first. And I remember uh, back when I was doing this, there was always agents who headed in with a coach who would get there before anybody else could get there. They would take the kids off campus, or there would be an alumni party that everybody went to, and these agents or their representatives were allowed to come, and they got all of this extra stuff. But what would alleviate all of that is the NCAA getting their heads out of their behinds and out of the ground and saying, you know what, if our coaches can make $2 million a year for contracts, and the school can make $5 million to put them in Nikes. And the press can, the schools can make money off of the TV deals. Why can't we pay each student, depend, and, and if you want to even do it on a tier level, pay each college athlete, those who sit on the bench, and I hate to say it that way, if you, but if you have to do a tier system, those who sit on the bench that are not first or second in the, in the rankings in terms of backups, get $1,000 a month, and the other kids get $500 a month, that would provide money for these kids so that they would not have to scrimp and scrape and steal from people and take money from people they know are unscrupulous. Well, it would cut it out. Well, well Kim, listen, I, I agree with what you said in part, and, and but the part that I disagree with a little bit is that those who are backups that are bench warmers, as we call them, and it's okay, we know, you know, let's, let's be honest. And right. there's a lot of a lot of bench warmers. They end up being successful b- businessmen in corporate America, right. and you would think that they were the superstar of the team. That's how they play it up. But, <laughs> but let me say this. I think they're equally important, so they should receive equal pay because I know I feel like this. I feel that the success that I had was a true indication of the effort that was put out by the person that I was playing against in practice. If that person didn't give me their best, then I wasn't going to become the best. I mean, if, if, I, if that person would have been mediocre in talent, let's say in effort, then would Dick Vermeer have ever drafted me? Would I have ever got an opportunity to play pro football, start in the NFL, and, and play AFC Championship games? No. So I, I appreciate the effort of those that were backup players, but I, but I concur with what you're saying about there is enough there. Because if you look at the enhancement of the benefits of those who are a part of the entire element of football, college football, when you look at the benefits of those that are playing the game as opposed to those that are in coaches and administrative staffs and things of that nature and, and uh, athletic directors, 
the student athlete, what does he got? You know, he's still living in an apartment. He's still only paying. It's, it's the adjustment has been the cost of, of, of living, you know. So if you got, if we got $300 for an apartment and the apartments cost $500, that, that was just an adjustment to the cost of living, you know. But, uh, but even if you got the money to pay for the entire apartment, going along with that apartment is still you having to put groceries in your refrigerator. I agree. You're having to buy underwear. I agree. Deodorant. You, you know, your guys, your male men and women at a college age, you want to go out on a date. Right. And right. Get your hair done. Get your nails done. There should be something above and beyond you getting your books and your education <laughs> paid for. You know, everybody else is getting paid. Kim, I'm, a, I'm laughing at you because you mentioned about getting your hair done. And it is amazing to me if you would look at the young men that play college football and look at their hair and then look at the oh. way they keep themselves once they become professionals. It is, I mean, it's, that's one of the small things that people just don't notice. You know, oh, man, we got music. Kim, we got to take a break. I think this is going to be a great show because Kim Harper's on with me. And she give it to you, you know, she don't hold back. So y'all make sure that you come back. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Finnish, living like it matters. We'll be right back. Comprehend the guidelines. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. You already get the general sports headlines and discussion on TV and radio. Tune in to The Blueprint with Randall Gatewood. Yeah, we'll cover all the general big-name stuff, too, but we go beyond the typical sports radio show to bring you the details you don't get anywhere else. We'll talk about the inspirational stories and the little-known successes. If you want creativity, The Blueprint is the place to be. Tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Yeah, it's been a long time coming. But you know what they say, Kaye. Slow motion, better than no motion. I walked in the creed. All righty, we're back. 
Listen, Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. I got Kim Harper on the line with me, and Kim has just been a, a great friend to uh, to the network. Um, she has great insight from her uh, previous experience. And, and before we went to break, we, we were talking about uh, the lack of benefits um, that are that find their ways uh, to those that they should. They should trickle down. Uh, to the players, and they don't. I, I heard something interesting this morning as I was way on my way out the door. Uh, n- n- uh, I, I'm going to call him Sue because I can't not pronounce his first name. Uh, but he talked about uh, when he got his bonus uh, as he was drafted by the Detroit Lions. One of the things that he did, and I think it's uh, it's an Apple product, either it's an iPad or an iMac, uh, that his $2 million, part of that was used to buy an iPad or an iMac for everybody on the team. Now, I'm thinking that that university could have gone out and did a deal with Apple and every guy on the team could have gotten, you know, an iPad or an iMac or, you know, whatever it was. But but certainly, Kim, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about some disposable income that could find its way into the pockets of these young men. You know, that you know that, that's disgraceful only because that's like giving me a gift and telling me how to spend my money. Mm. You don't get to tell me how to spend my money. If somebody's giving me two, and what's worse is, I don't know, at, at, there's what, 50, 60 players on a team or in college, it, $200? Where'd the rest of the money go? <laughs> you, if somebody gave you a $2 million gift, that should have been put in escrow for those college players. And at the time, whoever was there, put them on $500 amount allowances so that it could last at least for everybody to get some for a year or two. But come on, Kim, you know, everybody's not going to say that's not fair because here I am at Ohio University and we don't have a first round draft pick this year that's going to give us $2 million. That's not our problem. I mean, we're talking about somebody who gave back. You can't, if, if you know what, if I, if I get the, if I'm in a position and I'm able to give out to a, a school, the first school I'm going to give to is UW-Madison, because that's my alumni. Yes. I didn't, it's not that no other school is deserving, but that's the school that educated me. That's the school I love. That's where I'm going first. I can't feel bad for Indiana and Illinois just because they're in the Big Ten and they didn't get it either. I also will go ahead and give to uh, Texas Southern University. Went to law school there. So it, it's not that the uh, United Negro College Fund doesn't need it. It's not that Spelman or Prairie View or, uh, you know, Southern doesn't need it. It's just that the school that educated me was TSU. So they are going to be the direct and immediate beneficiaries of my gift. And, Kim, you know, that's really now you hitting on, on, on a very good point. Now, that that is the American way. And I, and I feel that way when they say, well, what about the other universities out there that, that cannot compete? And I'm like, Okay, what's the problem here? The bottom line is, and my analogy was always about business, you know, and if we if, if we were in business and we had multiple, you know, product lines and we looked at a certain product and, and that product was not performing, then guess what? We're going to discontinue with that product. So if you got a program and you want to participate with the big boys and, and you're, you know, you're not pulling your weight then your program may have to go away. There's been colleges and universities that had programs before, and for whatever reason, those programs have been dissolved. So mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure that I don't agree with that, because I tell you what, if Bill Gates wanted to give money to a certain university because he attended, although we know he dropped out, I don't know where he, I think he might have started at Harvard, but, you know, if he wanted to give some money 
to the Ohio State University, I think we should be able to take it. Now, are we should we be penalized? Now, should it trickle down to the athlete? I don't know how that works. But but I'll tell you what. It, the NC2A is so stupid with these with these uh you know these rules and regulations that they have. I mean, I, I don't even know what the the problem was as it related to players who were spending time with Deion Sanders and and were sanctioned because they were spending time with you know somebody. I guess he's in the business now. So uh, God forbid. Does that mean that uh, let, let's say if Ohio State was interested in my son, does that mean my son I can't buy my son something? I mean, I. I really don't understand how they're able to enforce some of these rules and regulations that they do. I mean, the University of North Carolina, I think at least three players have been uh, suspended from that team as a, they're done. They're, they're done. They're, they're gone because of their involvement with agent. Is it with either two or three? And I think that came down today. Well, if, if, if they, the, the, the thing is, it really comes down to who gets caught. It's one of those situations where, you know, everybody's doing it. It's a matter of who got caught. The reason Reggie Bush got caught is because he thought he was too good to pay it back. And as that man said, if Reggie Bush had paid him back, nobody would have known about Reggie Bush. And every year they come out, they've targeted a different university. And they just find it that it goes back years and years. It wasn't that it didn't happen. It's just that they didn't get caught. Now, there's no rule against a parent or even, um, you know, an immediate family relative supporting that kid who's a student-athlete. The problem becomes your, and, and I'll use this as an extreme example, your parents are not working, or they're working and they're in jobs that pay, the household income is, let's say, 40000 or $50,000 a year. How is it that you have a Beamer? <laughs> I know, I understand technically <laughs> your dad drove it to the university and yes, gave it to you, but yes. your dad can't afford a Beamer. Right. Your dad, how is your dad in a Mercedes? Your mama's got a Mercedes, you got a Beamer, and you only make $50,000 a year. Right. Some of it is common sense. Even if you're driving a Mustang, Mustangs, yes, but it's souped up and then the wheels are spinning and the gold is there and the windshields are blinking and the, you know, the leather has your name in it and the the you know sparkles come out when the hood comes up and the car raises. There's too much going on. That's too much. So, That's so, too much. Yeah, I I agree with you. There 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 there's certain things. I think I, I watched the movie. I think it was American Gangster. And 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 in the movie, uh, and I forget what the character's name was, but I know who the actor was. Denzel. Denzel was cool. Uh -huh. Denzel right. was cool until he went to the fight. And and the wife bought him the big fur and the big fur hat and all that. And, and, yeah, when you start advertising and drawing attention to yourself, some of the times when you don't draw attention to yourself, they let it go. It's not that they don't know. They just let it go. But when you get to the point where you know that you know and you start believing the hype and you're the best running back since cows came alive and Jesus came down <laughs> and the thunder roars, then they go, okay. Now we got to do. We got to put. We got to give you an OJ reminder. Okay. Now wait a second. You you, you said something there that I, I'm I'm gonna have to it segue into something else because when you start believing the hype, because I got to jump. I I got to start. I got to jump and shift from college football to pro football because there was a couple people this week that got themselves in a position oh, where perhaps yes. maybe they start believing the hype. Big oh, yes. Big Ben came out and said. 
Now, without admitting any guilt, Big Ben said he looked in the mirror and he didn't like the person that he saw and he almost wanted to quit football. Now, that's not maybe that's not admitting any guilt. But if you didn't do anything wrong, I don't know why you don't like this person that's in the mirror. So I'm just going to let that go. But I'm just going to say that's the way Big Ben presented it. And, and then you got, you know, Brett coming back. Now, now, with Bre- now Brett coming back and, and playing on Monday Night Football with, 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 with Randy Moss and everybody was that was enough hype as it is. Right. But, but now you got the other issue that you have to deal with. And, and Brett has been getting a pass for a long time. Shout out to my man, Eddie George. Eddie George. Ed, man, Eddie got Eddie, Eddie got big gonads. I, I like the way he stood up on 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 TV today, on on ESPN, and said, "Yes, it is what it is. You look at it, you tell me what you think that is." But it does play a part in, it. and that is, yeah, if it was somebody else of a different shade of of of, of color, it might be, and it might have gone down, and it might have gone down in the past differently than the way things have gone for Brett Favre. But do you think Brett has got to the point where Brett said, hold on, y'all, I'm a grandfather. I'm a grandfather. How the hell are y'all going to keep trying to tell me how to live my life? I'm a grandfather. And and it could be that maybe a grandfather needs to step out of the game and be a grandfather. But if you want to be a part of this game, and he hasn't broken any laws that they've said as of yet. I don't even know if the person, I believe this person, that Brett has allegedly sent these texts to. Uh, I believe that person is is weighing things out. And that person perhaps maybe is saying, okay, yeah, my name is out there and all that, but all that, what it was and all that, Brett and I can handle this outside of any court. All they got to do is pay me and I'm going to go away because he hasn't really broken the law as of yet. And because... Like the, the girl from Big, you know, with Big Ben, she hasn't gone out and after him and pursued him and, and brought him down. She hasn't done that. But Brett, it you know, Brett can't play it both ways. You can't be on both sides of the fence. Maybe he has, and I'll say to a degree, maybe he has said to himself, how are you going to keep telling me I'm a grandfather and I've been in this game for some teen number of years? But that comes with age, period. I know my mother said there's a certain amount I'm not going to do anymore. I have aged and I have earned it, and you're not going to tell me how to live my life, period. There are certain things that she just doesn't care about as she has matured, as all of us do. The things that I cared about when I was 20 and 30 and first started out, I don't care about now that I'm older. I just don't. But you can't have it both ways. Because Brett is one of the people who has, every year, a team decides to go in a direction without Brett. Because Brett has said, I'm done. I'm retired. And then he steps his butt up to the plate and goes, well, maybe not, and kicks somebody else whose career is on the line out of a job. Because, and I'll just say, and right now I don't even know the skill level of Tavares Jackson, but I'll use him as an example. Him having to back down and being kicked out of his spot every year at the beginning of every season because Brett decides he's going to come back at the last minute. He's not going to practice. I ain't going to show up. I'm not even going to tell you if I'm going to show up. I'm going to keep you dangling on the string. I know I'm going to come back, but I'm going to go ahead and let this other quarterback think he got a job, and then I'm going to kick him up to the curb. Now, he's been in the league, what, five, six years, and hasn't gotten to start because of Brett's dumb behind? They should kick Brett to the curb. Well, Kim, hold on now. Wait a second. Wait, hold on now. I got to say this. You know, the only reason why Brett Favre is in Minnesota is because Tavares Jackson had that starting position, and he didn't perform. But he he did it for how long did he have it? 
And yeah. that's what I don't remember. So I got to say, I don't remember. Well, that's okay. Now I, all I, remember I, I, I will that. say he had it at least for a year, maybe two years. But it's like this. You know, when Tom Brady got his job, he never gave it up. When Donovan McNabb got his job, he never gave it up. When Dan Marino got his job, he never gave right. it up. And that, and that's that's one thing about the, the NFL is I don't know where these guys come up with this new system where they throw their hand up and get somebody to come in and give them a breather. Because in my day, you didn't want to come out because the person who came in, <laughs> shit, he might, excuse me, y'all made me cuss on that one. But that person that come in, he come in to take your job. You know, you yeah, so you, you don't right. you don't want to give nobody a chance. Wow, we got that's music, right. Kim. This is a good show. I'm having a lot of fun. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I got to take a break because the music said it's that time. We'll be right back. Kim is with me as well. Y'all come on back. Got two kids and my baby mama lady. So I had to Is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spies her, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Get ready to go inside the minds and behind the scenes with the top professional athletes, celebrities, and music entertainers. It's a sports show like no other. Keeping it real. Keeping it real with former NFL wide receiver Jarris McIntyre is real talk with in-depth interviews, topical discussions, and a whole lot of comedy. You'll hear from the entertainers, the athletes, and the fans. Keeping it real. Keeping it real with Jarris McIntyre is broadcast live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. Got my good friend uh, via virtual friend because I've I've never met the woman in my life, but she's been a tremendous supporter of Voice America Sports, Kim Harper. 
uh, attorney, Kim Harper, I might add. But, Kim, we, before we went out to break, we, we were talking about something. That, and I really like the way you set that up. I mean, I gave it to you, set it up, and you took it and you ran with it. That whole thing about, you know, where we are in our life and where Brett Favre might be in his life. Now, we both, I know, are not condoning uh, the misconduct in terms of the lack of respect he's showing his wife and his children. But we, but we, but we do get a point into a point in time where you know this is our life, and and we don't like a whole lot of people telling us. You know, a lot of old folks get to a point where they're like, hey, "I'm just going to do what the hell I want to do. I've been here long enough. I've earned this right." And, and you said that with Brett, but then again, it's the National Football League, and and they've got rules and they've got regulation. They got a code of conduct of which you much abide, you much uh, you know abide by that. And if you don't, you know, we're going to slap your hand. We're going to take some of your money. But but Brett Favre is their golden child. You know, Brett so many he, he passed. Then that record about Warren Moon fumbling the football, I, I got to be honest. Warren Moon, I don't know how he could hold that record because Warren spent a lot of his time in the Canadian Football League. And, exactly right. And I didn't know that he fumbled. I don't remember. I played against Warren. I don't remember Warren fumbling that much. But but Brett Favre tied that record and may have broke that record in fumbling the football. He also, you know, hit a stratosphere when it came to the amount of touchdowns. He threw his, you know, 501, right. 52, 53 uh, touchdowns. Right. You know, I'm happy for him. Glad that one touchdown, that 500 touchdown was to Randy Moss. That's some history the two two made together uh that night but uh but Brett Favre the football player is his Brett they talked about his Brett tarnished his legacy I, I want to know you know from you I don't want to talk about the tarnishment of his legacy I'd like to know is Brett Favre good for pro football right now or is he bad for pro football right now well one, let me say something about this record. It's like the thing with Warren Moon. If you go count Warren, account the breaking of Warren Moon's accomplishments, you need to count it all. And Warren Moon won before he got into the NFL. He won three great cups with the Canadian League. And unless you're going to count all his statistics, you're doing it an injustice by saying you're only going to count the part once that you let him in. Because the only reason he didn't come into the NFL when he got out of college is because you didn't want him to play football. You didn't want him to play quarterback. You wanted to change him over to a wide receiver. And he said, no, I'm going to go someplace that's going to allow me to do what I do. So that's the first thing. But the second thing in terms of tarnishing his, his legacy, you know what? I, I am not condoning by any stretch of the imagination what he did. Uh, I think, it, you know, I'm not sure why athletes haven't learned from the person before them. It's like getting shot. I've never been shot before, but I've seen it on TV. I've been to a hospital emergency room. I've seen people get shot. It looks very painful. People die from it, and it hurts. So I really don't need to go and get shot (laughs) to get the experience. You have seen athletes before you get caught Busted up. You've seen the women. There's certain women who y'all always see, not you personally, but athletes seem to fall for each and every time, just a little bit of sweet talking and bat an eye, and that you can impress. And once you impress her, you wonder why all she wants is your money, because that's all you've shown her. You've shown her what you can do with your money. You haven't shown her that you might be going through a hard time, and can she stick with you through that? You haven't found out whether or not she, you can trust her through that. You've shown her that you can t- fly her here and fly her there and introduce her to here. Of course she loves you. She'll wash your dirty underwear for all of that. 
but show her the real you, and then you wonder why. So Brett, with Brett, it's like the fan base that Brett has, the people who really love him and kept him and, and really are behind him because of what he's done the first 15 or 20 years that he's been a pro athlete, they're going to always be behind Brett. They're going to say, shame on you for doing this now. There are going to be some that are going to say, hey, especially if you are a parent and your child is looking up to him and your child is a teenager. I'm not sure a 9- or 10-year-old child will understand the magnitude of what Brett did, but certainly a 16- or 17- or 18-year-old kid would. So they might have a problem with it. I don't really think it's going to tarnish his legacy as much as it tarnishes his reputation, but he's still going to be a Hall of Famer. Well, well, you know, what's interesting what you said is his legacy, the legacy lives on. The reputation is real time. And so so as the person dies, there goes the reputation. The legacy remains. And as as I heard some people say, the legacy, as it goes on and and it continues to perpetuate itself because he continues to break more and more records. uh, I think that all this stuff that has tarnished his image uh, will go away. I don't think those are things that people will talk. I mean, when they talk about, you know, people in the past, uh, they may they may recognize him as, you know, uh, an alcoholic, uh, maybe a womanizer. And then they're going to talk about his records. But but that just identifying him as an alcoholic, a recovering alcoholic and or or maybe it was I think it was alcohol and painkillers. OK. And, and and then and then the womanizing that doesn't give you all the details. And And one other thing. Why is it that we have not heard uh, Brett Favre is letting down the children? Why have we not heard that Brett Favre uh, is not uh, holding his obligation as as, as a role model? Is Brett Favre not a role model? He absolutely is to a whole lot of people. And he was absolutely claiming to be that role model before this happened. But they don't want that out about Brett Favre because they've made too much. He's been into too many extenuating circumstances. They allowed him to do too much. And so now it becomes we have to admit we're wrong if we let if we go out there and start talking about what he should have, could have, would have done. Yeah, you know, I noticed it. It's interesting because I noticed when Brett Favre came off the sidelines, off the field to the sidelines last night after he threw that touchdown pass, that that his five hundredth touchdown pass to Randy Moss. I think it was Eric Bieniemy, the running back coach that pulled right. him and looked him eye to eye. And I could see that Brett was listening to him. And and Eric, uh, he is, uh, you know, he is pretty um, animated in, in terms of <laughs> when he's got something to say. Because you might have saw that special with him and Adrian Peterson, and they were in the classroom. I mean, and he was all over AD, all up in his behind, boy. I mean, right. he, was, he was coaching him. Now, whatever it was he said to Brett, Brett stood there and he looked at him and he listened. He showed him the respect. But it was almost like Brett walked away and said, child, please. You know, (laughs) I'm a grandfather. Whatever that hell that is you telling me. Because as soon as he left him, Brett went into that animated, yeah, you know, thing. You know know what? You got to give Brett his props, though. Because one thing Brett did not do to his coach is publicly... uh, walk away from him and not respect him. That's exactly right. Now, I don't he know. Not, I don't, he may I, not have listened to him, but he didn't disrespect him. Right. He looked him in the eye. He, I, I saw him. I saw Brett because Brett's taller than he was. And you could see Brett was looking down, but was looking at him, stood there, and was looking him right in the eye. Now, a little bit different than 
I think, what went on the other day with Mike Singletary and Mike Singletary's quarterback. Now, again, we grown men playing. This is a grown man's game. Now, if right. if one grown man is going to raise his voice at another, does that mean you have to be submissive and you cannot, you know, give it back to him in the same tone of voice? I, I don't know about that, but usually that that that's not the way it is. It's like you are the recipient of this lashing and, and you take it like a man and you walk away. You may say, yes, sir, I got you. Or you may say yes or something, but you but you walk away. Some guys have even you can see some guys that will come out of the game and the coach got something to say to them and they just may keep walking because they really don't even want to hear it. But right. but they know that, that there's, there's something coming their way. But I, but I just think with, with, with Brett going to, again, I think in everything that we do with Brett, we got to take into consideration where he is in his life in terms of his age. And I think n- never before in the history of sports have I think it's been so important because the majority of time there has not been a person that has reached Brett's age, with the exception of, I think, uh, 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 big, big Foreman. Okay, I think, but that's a that's a single person sport. When George Foreman was in the ring beating up on young people, you know. But but Brett <laughs> is probably the oldest person that's been at the top of his game at this age. So it is something that's unique when we look at Brett. But at the same time, like you said, you know, hey, you know, you got to go along with with the rules. You you we can't accommodate you. Just because of your age. And I, I think that's something I definitely think because of that, I think this will be Brett's last year, regardless of what happens. This last incident, I think this has been the icing on the cake for Brett. And I'm going to tell you, I'm not sure. I know he's a great competitor, but I thought I saw his spirit broke a little bit just before halftime last night. Whereas if that game would have went the same way. And ended the way it started that first half. I'm not sure Brett wouldn't approach the media and said, "Listen, based I got some things I got to go deal with." Yeah, uh, I, I'm, I that, that might have been half it. of the game was. I, I, I was wondering if the Vikings were even there. Did they know they were had? Did they know they had a game that they were supposed to show up for? See, and if they would have had another hey. quarter, and, and and speaking of Tavares Jackson, I'm not so sure. You know, if if they weren't thinking about maybe inserting Tavares, if Brett Favre would not have had. That incident, off the field incident, I think it was warrant of him to be replaced and put Tavares Jackson in there at least to try to win that game. If Brett was just having a bad day at the office, now everybody won't agree with that, but I agree that sometimes quarterbacks like pitchers, hey, they're having a bad day at the office. Don't let them get beat fi- 15 to 0, you know, on a baseball game. You don't let that happen to a pitcher. So what's wrong with taking a quarterback out because he's having a bad day at the office, you know? They, they- they take everybody else out. They just didn't do it for Brett. That the mindset was, and you could see it in the coach's face, that he kept shaking his head, and he really, he may, it may have crossed his mind. But the, but when you are dealing with a, a person like Brett Favre, and I got to give it to him, much to his credit, because if you think back on his career, back to the Green Bay Packer days, Brett will pull something out in the fourth quarter. You're right about that, Kim. Hey, we got that music, Kim. I'm sorry. We're going to have to take a break. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. We're going to close out this last segment when we come back. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. 
Alex, I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Get ready to talk sports with someone who definitely has an opinion, but respects yours as well. The beginning of every week is Crunch Time with Keenan Howry. We'll talk about what happened this weekend and what to look forward to next weekend. Keenan and his guests are ready to discuss the issues with you about football and sports in general. It's Crunch Time with Keenan Howry. Every Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. And make your voice heard. You already get the general sports headlines and discussion on TV and radio. Tune in to The Blueprint with Randall Gatewood. Yeah, we'll cover all the general big-name stuff, too, but we go beyond the typical sports radio show to bring you the details you don't get anywhere else. We'll talk about the inspirational stories and the little-known successes. If you want creativity, The Blueprint is the place to be. Tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get the inside scoop on the Georgia Bulldogs. Tune in to Keelan Johnson on College Football Game Day on the radio and every day on KeelanJohnson.com. On Keelan's Keeping It Real Radio, you can talk to Keelan and his former teammates about the Bulldogs, college football, and all things sports. Keelan's the go-to analyst for Bulldog football on pre- and post-game television on KeelanJohnson.com. And now, every week on the Voice America Sports Channel. Tune in every college game day for Keelan Johnson, Keeping It Real Radio. Saturdays at 11 a.m. Eastern and 8 a.m. Pacific. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left. to left. school to the pros we, we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports uh-huh 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 rihanna uh-huh good girl going bad uh-huh take three action uh-huh no clouds in my stones let it rain i hide your plane in the bank coming down at the thousand all right we're back Mr. Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm going to finish living like it matters. I want to give a shout-out to Damon Hall. Damon Hall from God. Yeah, that Damon Hall. Yeah, he was right here with us on Voice America Sports. Uh, I think earlier today he was on the show myself. I got a chance to get on there and holler at him a little bit. Jerris McIntyre, keeping it real. And uh, we kept it real and talked about that influence of that music that guy used to make back in the day. Just make a brother go out there and, you know, want to tear somebody's head off or Make a couple babies, but it did a couple things. I, I tell you, uh, Brett Favre. Now we're going to talk about Brett Favre, and of course, Brett is uh, Brett can either make it happen, or you know, for you if you remember his team, or he could even make it happen for the other team by ending the game the way he did. And I think that's the way Kim said. But I tell you what, I'm going to make happen, Kim. I'm going to make it happen that we're going to change the subject and we're going to talk about before we finish up on the NFL because I'm just going <laughs> to keep you here. I'm going to keep you here, and we're going to talk a little pro football and the games coming up this week and who looked good last week and all that kind of stuff. But I can't let you go before I talk about my favorite subject, and that is the Ohio State University. Oh, man, here yeah, we go. Yeah, go Bucks to all the go. listeners out there. Yes, you know, hey, I'm, yep. I, in case you don't know, I want to tell you, it looked good to be sitting up here at the top of the ratings. It looked real good looking down on the rest of y'all down there. And I, I yeah, think yeah, yeah. I think we're going to be traveling. Hold on, we're going to be traveling. Your way, 
And and I don't, right. I, I don't know how that would possibly happen. I don't care if you lived in the state of Wisconsin. <laughs> you know, you know, you just got hey, that, scarlet and gray. Y'all got that red and white stuff over that way. But look, it's all about scarlet and gray. And oh, just, I, just, we're not trying to hear scarlet and gray. Just, because let me tell you something. <laughs> let me tell you what's happening. You may be number one, but you all have yet to play anybody who is currently ranked in the top 25. And no disrespect to the te- to these other colleges, but you beating Marshall and Ohio and Eastern Michigan and Illinois don't mean a thing. You are about to come to a Big Ten stomp down. Okay. Nobody uh, okay. goes into Camp Randall and, and does that. We are 40 and 4 and our home since 2004. And we won 25 out of the last 28 when we play you at night. We are no joke. We okay. are no joke, and we about to hand the number one, the, the alleged number one team, the SmackDown, Saturday night. I'm telling you. Wow. Telling okay. You. Okay. <laughs> counselor, counselor, please. May, may I have a moment, counselor? Please. Okay. Now, now I, I want to address those four. You, you said 44 and four. Okay. How many of those four? 40 and four. Okay. I, I, no, I'm oh. go, I'm, I said the 44. Oh. How many of those four? Those four, how many of those came from the Ohio State University? I, I can't. Probably even. all four of them. Probably all. Can we, when we come into the house. Facts on the radio. We're not doing dreams. Come on, when we come into the house, you got to give us what we deserve, some respect. And excuse me, the last time. there was what you deserve. Listen, there was an imitator out there, you know, a perpetrator imitator out there who wanted to call themselves the U. But I believe the U is ranked. Am I right? The U was ranked. Do you they oh, okay. were ranked, but they're not ranked now. Well, you know why they were not? They're not ranked anymore because of, uh, they took a, a spanking. If I remember coming into you know the house, the horseshoe, they took a spanking. So of course they were ranked. They ain't ranked now because we we know we you know what that. Come on, ooh ooh. Now we're gonna come in there and we're gonna open up. A whole case. We ain't going to open up a can. We're going to open up a case on y'all in your own place. Now, just be respectful and, 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 and take it like a woman because we got to do this. <laughs> we we, we got to do you this now. Just, y'all being disrespectful. You being disrespectful. Oh, y'all being disrespectful. We were being respectful to one another. But constantly, you were disrespectful to me. I, <laughs> I dare you. We coming to open up a case. Y'all, uh, y'all going to bring out them horses. Y'all better not bring them horses out there. Them horses out there. Shoot. <laughs> Y'all better not bring them horses out there. Y'all better get on them. Y'all better ride them horses out the stadium because, uh, listen. Let me tell you, when John Clay, our tailback, gets the ball, and James White, our running back, gets the ball, we're going to be running all over all over your defense. Our Nick Toon, son of of, of Al Toon, of, of outstanding NFL uh, uh, UW Badger alumni, Lance Kendricks, that tight end. I'm telling you, and the and Scott Tolson is gonna pass the ball, and y'all. Are, I'm telling you, you, it may be close, and it may it may be whatever it is. But if nothing else, it's gonna be a good game. Well, you know what? I'm so glad. I'm glad you. I'm, I'm glad you. It's gonna be a good game, and I cannot give you all any disrespect because your your school is good. Well, I'm glad you. Re- I'm glad good. you remember those names, counselor, because they may have to. You know, when they get their bell rung a couple times and a little bit smell of sauce. They, <laughs> They're going to be asking them, what's their name? You remember what your name is, son? You know, Toon. I'm not going to go there, Coon, none of that, all, all that kind of stuff. They're going to be calling them all kind of things when the Buckeyes come in there. But listen, TP, oh, I don't have to say anything else. You know, back in the 
day it was a TP, and now we had Teddy Pendergrass back in the day, you know, you know, doing things right, and now we got another TP at the Ohio State University. And so, listen, I, I feel comfortable, and I'm gonna be very respectful because that's the way we do it at the Ohio State University. See, we, okay. we, we, we when we take care of our business, we ain't gonna be boastful about it. We just gotta do. We gotta play the team that they put in front of us, and when that happens, <laughs> the consequences are such that. Mm, you know, people end up saying, well, the conference is not that good. They're only playing Wisconsin. You know, they're only going to play oh. Michigan a few weeks from now. You know. <laughs> okay, we're going to move on to some pro football because uh, uh, how, how'd your Bears do? Were you, were you happy with the Bears' performance last week? I mean, you know, Bears did good. They need, you know. 23-6, that's a pretty good game, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a good game. It, it really I'm surprised, but, but you know, again, they're giving Lovey. I, I, I would still love to see what's going to happen to Lovey because I don't think Lovey's responsible for any of it. But <laughs> well, wait a second now. You got to give wait. You got to give Lovey some credit because he did put that team together. That that team is not the same That's team true. that he took to to the Super Bowl uh, a few years ago. But you know, some people are saying that you know Lovey's team may be. You know the 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 best uh, you know team out there. You know record wise, you know they're going to say, okay, you look at the Bears. They may be the they got a four and one record, but they're saying they're the worst team out there with that record of four and one. Of course, the Jets are four and one. Okay, the Ravens are four and one, and and then of yeah, course the you, you got the, the Bears. Ravens, yes, Jets and the Ravens. Ray, I mean, just last week, and I'll, and I'll talk about last week's game, because Ray, at the end of that game, put a hit on somebody like he was 22 years old and a, and a rookie in the league. That man still plays with the heart of a warrior and a younger man than you, you would ever suspect his age to be. The Ravens are a very, very, very strong team, and so are the Jets. The Jets would not be denied last night. They were not going to be denied. And, and Sanchez is making all the right plays. Those safeties, the cornerbacks, they are intercepting the ball. I, they've made some mistakes by not catching the ball, but, the, you know, they are stopping play. Well, listen, there's, there's, two, the games, there's two games. There's two games. There are two games out there next week. Of course, Ray Ray and the boys got to go up to New yeah. England. Can they beat New England in New England? Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially now that they don't have that big running threat uh, in Randy Moss. They can absolutely beat the Patriots, and, and I'm expecting them to. And and Dallas, okay, now now Dallas, of course, who oh, need who needs God. a victory because I'm I'm not I'm not so God. sure. Listen, I think if if Wade loses this game, I think he gets fired. Okay, but 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 Dallas has to play Minnesota. Can can Dallas pull that off? Can they go to Minnesota and win? Uh, well, oh, that's hesitation. <laughs> hesitation. <laughs> I'll I'm answer that for you. No. I'll answer that. No. <laughs> no, I'll answer that for you. And I'm, I'm going to tell you. For my boys. And then I, there's. You know, we got a good threat with Miles Austin. And we got. And, and Roy Williams. I don't know who this Roy Williams is, but Roy is not dropping balls anymore. He's catching balls. So it's possible that it's possible it can be done. But depending on which team shows up. Okay. Well, that's, that's any given Sunday. Now, one last thing. We're going to go out on this note. The Raiders and the 49ers. Will, will Mike oh, still God. has his job? <laughs> oh, my God. Because if Mike don't win I, this game, he may not have a job. Maybe. I, you know, I am not sure how Mike can transfer all the passion 
and and knowledge that he has as a player into getting it done as a coach. He has not been very successful. I really thought that his season would have been a lot better than it has been. Hey, Kim, I'm sorry. We got music. To me, that just sounds like a long way to say Mike might not be there next year. Oh, Lord. Oakland's going to beat the 49ers. Mike Singletary might lose his job. Wow. What is the world coming to? Hey, we listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. It's a great time, great show, but I got to go, so I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. Thank you, then, Miss Harper. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.